Welcome to the Marriage by the Book podcast. Whether you have a great marriage or one that needs improvement, this is the show for you. Since 1994, we've used biblical principles to help hundreds of couples, just like you, find relationship success. As you listen, you'll get practical tips, knowledge, and motivation that will help bring greater intimacy and happiness to your marriage so that you can enjoy the relationship you've dreamed of. And now, this is Marriage by the Book. Hello, this is Rick Porterfield, and welcome back again to the Marriage by the Book podcast. Thank you for listening. We've been talking for, uh, this is the third week, about removing walls. And the first step here in removing walls or reconciliation between husbands and wives in relationships is forgiveness. So we've been talking about forgiveness, and last week I spent some time talking about, you know, how much you need to forgive and how often you need to forgive and who you need to forgive. You need to how much you need to forgive but basically is everything how often you need to forgive is basically every time and uh who you need to forgive would include your spouse uh, obviously if you want to have reconciliation a better relationship with them but also other people in your past because offenses there hurts there can carry over into your relationship to your marriage and also you need to forgive yourself okay so we need to do those things, and I'm continuing talking about this today. Um, and here's the thing I want to make a point of. You know, we can forgive an offense whether it's been repented of or not. Sometimes we're waiting for people to say they're sorry before we forgive them. And uh, until they say they're sorry, we're going to carry around a grudge or we're going to hold unforgiveness against them, which is bad for you. It affects you in spiritual ways. It affects your relationship with God, your ability to to receive from God, and it affects your health. We talked about that in a previous session. But um, the thing we need to realize is that we just need to forgive. In Luke 17, I talked about this last time. Jesus said, it's, it's, and this is my paraphrase again, uh, he said it's uh, it's impossible that no offenses should come. Now, that's basically a direct quote there. He said, but, you know, you get this through your head. This is the paraphrase part. When those offenses do come, forgive. Okay? We need to get that through their head, our head, rather, that when offenses come, we need to forgive. And uh, so offenses are going to come, and we need to forgive those things. We don't need to wait for somebody else to repent or say they're sorry. And a scripture that shows this, one, is found in Mark eleven twenty-five, And it says here, this was Jesus' teaching. He said, when, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses, okay? It didn't say they had to repent, did it? No, it doesn't say that there. It just says forgive them. So there are other places where you know the Bible says uh, that if they repent to forgive them, uh, an example of that is Luke 17, 3. It says, again, Jesus is teaching here. He says, take heed to yourselves. If you're, this is, I mentioned this earlier. This is part of the scriptures in Luke 17, 1 through 4. I was referring to it. Anyway, it says, take heed to yourselves. You know, that's my, my paraphrase is get this through your head. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. Uh, so, you know, we can forgive some, if they repent, forgive them, yes. But even if they don't repent, like Mark eleven twenty five shows, even if they don't, we ought to forgive them anyway. Okay, um, that's the point I want to make here with that is we can forgive an offense whether it's been repented of or not. So don't wait on them to repent. Don't make your forgiveness conditioned on some something else that someone else does. You just go ahead and forgive. You know, 
forgiveness is unpopular. We just we don't want to forgive. Our feelings get hurt. We want to be right. We don't want to have this pain. They hurt us. We want to get them back. That's you know, just kind of the, the carnal way of approaching this. And uh, you may have heard of C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was a Christian author. He wrote uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. Um, he also wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters and a book called Mere Christianity. Those are all awesome books. Anyway, he said, C.S. Lewis said, brilliant guy. He said forgiveness is the most unpopular Christian tar- doctrine. I agree with him. I think so. You know, it's interesting. You know, C.S. Lewis, he was kind of at the peak of his career during World War II. And during World War II, if you know anything about the war, Germany was bombing and bombing and bombing London. They were trying to basically destroy London. And because of that, all the occupants of London, the people who lived there, uh, they, they sent all the children in the city out to the country to live in different places and camps and with relatives and things like this. It was just a horrible time. But they were just bombing London. And C.S. Lewis came out, and he said that the English people needed to forgive Adolf Hitler. And, man, he got some backlash for that. You know, a few years ago, this would have been kind of like saying we need to forgive Osama bin Laden. Uh, or or uh, one of these other terrorists or whatever. It would have been kind of like saying that. So he got some backlash for that. But you know, he was right. They need to forgive. For their own benefit, they need to forgive. And really the same can be said for us with individuals like Osama bin Laden or whoever. We need to be willing to forgive them. Okay? That doesn't mean they get away with what they did or aren't held accountable. But for us, for ourselves, we need to forgive. So, but it is an unpopular Christian doctrine because when somebody offends us or hurts us, you know, we don't want to forgive them. We don't feel like forgiving them, okay? Uh, but, you know, for the sake of your relationship with your spouse, we need to operate in forgiveness, especially with your spouse, but also in our relationships with other people. And even with ourselves. sometimes, we need to forgive ourselves. So let's talk a little bit now about how to apply forgiveness, how to do this, because there is a process that Rebecca and I, when we counsel with a couple, that we'll walk them through to help them kind of practically apply forgiveness in their life. Uh, So here's how to put it to work. And this is what we actually tell people to do. You can get like a pencil and paper. You can do this on your device like your phone. But pray and ask God to reveal areas to you in which your spouse has offended you, but you you haven't forgiven them for Okay, so unforgiven offenses with your spouse. So think about that, you know, meditate on it, and just write down what comes up. You know, ask God to reveal that to you, write down what comes up. Okay, then ask God to show you any unforgiven offenses with other people, like old boyfriends or girlfriends or ex-spouses or parents or friends or siblings or whatever. And there again, you know, Take a minute or two, a little bit of time, think about it, and write down what the Lord brings to your mind. Write down what comes up. Finally, you know, ask God if there's an area in which you need to forgive yourself. And there again, meditate on that question. Think about it. Give it a little bit of time. Write down what God shows you. Okay? And I don't know how long this will take. It may take, take five, it can vary by person. It might take five minutes. It might take 15. It might take half an hour. I don't know. But it shouldn't take forever. But take enough time to kind of get it out there, to get it down on paper or on your device. And uh, God is going to reveal some things to you. You know, I've gone through this process myself and been surprised at what came up. You know, I have unforgiveness against that person. And yeah, I did. So I needed to forgive. Okay? So once you've got your list, then pray. And ask God 
to give you the strength to forgive. Okay, you may not have the desire. Okay, now here's something we've talked about in previous sessions. You know, feelings follow a decision. Seldom are we just going to feel like forgiving. You know, forgiving, kind of like love, starts as a decision. Okay, so we decide to forgive. We walk in forgiveness, and the feelings of forgiveness follow. Those hurts and things fall off. Okay, love's like that. We talk about how you know, when we talk about love, how the way to really to restore love and maintain it is to make a decision to love someone with God's love. Commit yourself to them. And to loving them and to their benefit and to bringing good into their life. And as you do that, the feelings of love will come and they will remain because your, your, your love for them is not based on feelings. It's based on a decision. It's based on a commitment. It's based on God's kind of love rather than on human love. And that's going to last and sustain. So forgiveness is like that. Okay. The feelings will follow that. So we ask God to give us the strength to forgive because we might not feel like it. And then we pray and forgive all those people. And all the offenses that's on the list, okay, that we that God showed us. And again, you might not feel like it, but to get on with building your marriage, we want to do this. So when you pray, forgive each person for the offense in Jesus' name. And you can do this. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you can do this. <laughs> Even if you really don't want to forgive somebody, you can do it. Here's just an example. Pray, Father, in Jesus' name, I forgive Bob for rolling his eyes at me or, 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 or standing me up on that day. Whatever it was, you know, forgive that person and and this thing that offended you okay again father i forgive bob for standing me up uh which you know really hurt me and offended me and uh so pray over each person and over each offense like that and as you finish praying mark it off your list delete it on your device that represents that's done okay now go through each offense like that and i recommend doing each one individually instead of just kind of like a blanket prayer i would do each one individually but here's the thing and this has happened to me as well um over the next several days or even weeks memories of those offenses will try to come back okay satan comes to steal the word we talked about that in the last session from mark chapter four satan will come to steal the word and you'll be tempted to take up unforgiveness again. He's trying to get you back into offense. So, you know, when that happens, don't dwell on the offense or, or don't, don't think about them. Don't entertain it. Realize, like, like I said before, you know, Luke 17, 1, Jesus said it's impossible that no offenses should come. That word for offense is scandalon. It's the part of a trap that holds the bait. That's what that Greek word means. So when this thing comes back, it's, it's Satan trying to trap you again. So don't entertain it don't think about it don't receive it just simply say you know what i forgave that that's over and past in jesus name it is done and i've given up resentment i have let it go okay so that's what you want to do if you think about it you'll get offended all over again which starts this cycle puts you back into bondage to it you know and again the pain from those past offenses might still be there for a while but it'll go if you stay in forgiveness, okay, feelings follow the decision. So stay with forgiveness, and um, those feelings will follow. The pain of that will go away. You know, Rebecca and I, um, if you've never heard our testimony, we had a horrible, horrible relationship. The first couple of years of our marriage were really, really bad. A lot of offense, a lot of hurt, a lot of things we did to each other. And uh, we had a lot of offense. We didn't just have walls. We had mountains. You know, that's the way we put it. And uh, But we can look back now and look at those things that happened to us in our relationship. And it's really like something we saw in a movie. It's like it's something that happened to someone else. 
but it happened to us. But that's how removed those feelings of pain and hurt are from us because we've walked through this forgiveness, okay? We've, we've, we've removed the walls. We've walked through that process of reconciliation. And I'm going to tell you, if it'll work for us and what we went through, it will work for you as well. So stay with forgiveness and the feelings will follow. They'll line up. Okay, now here's the last thing I want you to do as far as applying forgiveness is prepare for any future offenses by making a big decision that you're going to forgive offenses when they occur. Remember Luke 17, 1 through 4. You know, Jesus said it's impossible that no offenses should come, but when they do come, you know, get this through your head. Take heed to yourselves. Forgive. Okay? So that's basically what he was saying. Get this through your head. When offenses come, forgive. Okay? Making a big decision means that you're just going to forgive every offense when it comes along. It doesn't mean that if you do that, you don't have to think, okay, am I going to forgive them this time? Am I going to forgive them that time or whatever? You make a big decision and you just walk in forgiveness. You know, it's easier to be 100% committed, which would be a big decision, than to be 90% committed. Because if you're 90% committed, there's still that 10% chance, okay, maybe this is the time I'm not going to forgive or I'm not going to love or whatever, okay? So 100% commitment is easier than um, a 90% commitment. So just go ahead and make the big decision to forgive. Okay, so that really wraps up. This is the final session on this part of removing walls, which is forgiveness. But I want to say this. Forgiveness alone does not equal reconciliation. There's something else that we need. And the next time, I'm going to start talking about that. And before I forget it, I do want to mention this. Sometimes people get confused on this point. Okay, if I'm supposed to forgive, what if I'm in an abusive situation? Well, in Proverbs 14.7, it says to leave the presence of a fool. Okay, so you can forgive someone, but if you've got some fool who is abusing you in some way, you, that might be a place where you need to, to remove yourself from that situation. I'm not saying you have to divorce them uh, or whatever. I'm just saying that, that sometimes you might need to remove yourself from an abusive situation where you could actually suffer physical harm or maybe it could be hurtful to the kids in some way or whatever. So you can forgive and still take that action if you need to. So anyway, I, I hope that's not the case with you. And my prayer for you is that uh, – you would be able to walk in forgiveness and do it wisely and that you would be able to begin to remove those walls in your relationship and see the fruit of a better relationship begin to manifest even now in Jesus name. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's marriage by the book podcast. Make sure to like rate and review and hit the subscribe button for additional resources or to go deeper, visit marriage by the book.org. See you next time.